all the good juices in your gut and in your mind, you know, now they're all flowing. And so whatever it is that you're putting into your body will now receive differently as well. Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. Food is medicine, food is energy. And beyond the ingredients that we put into our cooking, there certainly is the ingredient of love. There's the ingredient of hate. There's the ingredient of irritation, resentment. Whatever we're bringing to what we do, we bring a certain energy with that. And this has been, I know y'all, this sounds woo-woo to you, maybe, maybe not, but let me tell you, if you've been around long enough, you can pretty much attest to this truth. And when we say absolutely that the same thing we cooked one day is completely different when we bring a different mood or energy to it the next day, it's, we know it's true. There's something to it. And you can tell when something's been prepared for you with love. For sure you can. And I think this is an important discussion. It's an important topic. And it's so important that recently I met a lovely woman, chef, a celebrity chef, Serena Poon. And she brings energy into her culinary creations, as well as her um, coaching and her nutritional therapy and everything that she does. And she has a beautiful story to share. And so when I met her, I knew that I had to introduce her to your, to all of you in my girlfriend doctor community. So um, she's incredibly special and I can't wait for you to meet her. So here we go. Let me introduce you. Serena, it is so good to have you here on the Girlfriend Doctor Show. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. So thank you for allowing me to share space with your audience. Oh my gosh, I love it. I, you know, I would tell my audience that I fell in love with Serena when we were in Boston together. We were at a Da Vinci 50 Longevity mm -hmm. Medicine, Longevity Health conference. And so Serena just has this energy about her, this glow. And I was just like, oh you know, connect. And plus she talks about food alchemy and mm -hmm. energy work. And it's just like, okay, you know, I, I got to bring you on my show. So oh. uh, it's so good to have you here. Oh, I'm so grateful. I know it was so much fun and just so much synergy when we met. It was just, it was such a beautiful, that was a really beautiful um, group and just like a beautiful week that we had together. So I'm so grateful. Yes, me too. Well, tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into like food alchemy and the energy work that you do and how you combine the two. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny because I know it seems so uh, unlikely that a classically trained chef, 
you know, would become a Reiki master as well. And of course, the nutrition aspect of it makes sense because you're, I'm already working with food. Uh, but my journey actually started with my parents. So both my parents uh, had cancer when they were very young, in their 40s. So my my daddy had cancer, got cancer, and and you know it was a blood disease for him. His grandpa had the same thing, but he was diagnosed with stage four liver cancer uh, in his 40s at about you know 46 and fought very hard uh, for a little over a year. And then and he transitioned at 48. And then two months after he, he passed, our mom was diagnosed with a really rare form of ovarian cancer uh, at 45. And so she had a full hysterectomy and she did chemo and radiation. It was a bit experimental to be honest, because there was only 20 some odd case studies of her exact same cancer before that. So, so my journey and truly the passion that still drives me is just comes from, it was rooted in that experience in uh, uh, just kind of watching my parents and, and being caretakers to them, navigating those two experiences and then, and realizing that in their journey, even though they did, you know, kind of traditional allopathic medicine, but also some Chinese teas and a little bit of Chinese medicine, that there was so much that we didn't understand when it came to food as medicine and nutrition and um, alternative sort of types of medicine beyond just Chinese just plants and herbs and different ways that we could have supported uh, their journey and their bodies. And so that's really what had me dive into holistic nutrition and just trying to understand what options that we had during that time. And then just, you know, food is always, my daddy was a foodie, you know, I'm a foodie. And so, and so the kitchen was sort of always the center of our household, no matter what we were, you know, it, there could be a gathering of, you know, 80 people and, and, and tables and chairs are spread out all through the house, but really everyone's standing in the kitchen eating. Uh, I love that. So, I grew up the same way. The yeah, kitchen was the heart of the house. It absolutely is, and and it's and it's because food is more than just uh, fuel. You know, food is love. Food is connection. Food is medicine. Food is all the things. And so I decided I would go to culinary school to study food as medicine, to learn the culinary arts, to present food in this way where it could be beautiful not just to look at, but also beautiful to our senses and also to our bodies. Serena, how did your mom do? Did she survive? She's still with cancer? us. She's still with She's us. She's still That's with so us. Good. Okay. Yeah, no, she is still with us. And Bearing cancer is so um, uh, sneaky. Honestly, it is one of the silent um, cancers that until yeah. you really don't become symptomatic until it's quite far along. And so that's yeah. always the challenge as gynecologists and obstetricians in diagnosing ovarian cancer, as well as treating it, you know. Yeah. It. Yeah. So it was interesting because with my mama's cancer, it was so aggressive. And what had happened was we had all lost so much weight when my dad was at his sickest. Uh, and obviously we weren't taking care of ourselves, which is sort of a big theme to what I do now. Um, and just really supporting your body and self-care because as caretakers, we tend to not care for ourselves. And so she had lost so much weight that when she finally went in for her annual exam after my daddy had passed, they literally felt a lump. They felt the tumor 
uh, just from an examination on, on uh, an abdominal examination just from the outside. And, and then from that point to when we, she finally had the surgery to remove everything, maybe a two month period had passed and that it was so aggressive, it had already grown quite a bit in that sort of two month wait from that examination to, to finally to the surgery. And so they kind of dated back from the size of the tumor and, the, and how fast it was growing to when my dad was sickest when he was dying so not kind of connecting that at the time just what stress can do to our body it is so true i mean stress is i mean it creates inflammation it creates cancer yeah. it it lets cortisol like the bad robber out of the out of the gate or out of prison and just it's a challenge it's such a challenge and the fact that um you're you know they were able to diagnose it early Oh, it's a blessing. And, and I think our, and I think our daddy, you know, was just her garden angel and just made sure that she wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, I truly believe that. And so I think it's kind of a combination of all of that, but her angels, you know, her guardian angel. And so she's still with us um, and, and, and thriving, doing really well. Uh, but that's really kind of how my journey began. And as we talk about the the what stress can do to our body i obviously wasn't you know as attuned and in tune with my body then as i am now and didn't have as much awareness and knowledge as i do now and so the levels of stress and inflammation in my body ended up in my own health journey so i had to i had my own you know damaged tissue that had to be removed in what was supposed to be a very simple surgery and from that surgery, I got MRSA, which is a deadly staph infection, pretty much straight from the OR. And then that became my journey for another seven more surgeries over the next eight years. And it was during that journey that I ended up uh, doing kind of, I wouldn't say diving in because I'd already was sort of in the space of exploring energy and just meditation, mindfulness, spirituality. But after my fourth surgery, I had a massive hematoma about 12 days post-op, almost died. And from that experience, I really dived into you know, healing work, energy work with a, a master uh, energy healer that I was connected to by one of my best girlfriends whose family saw her in person in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I just talked to her over the phone. But she really, I, I just felt that, okay, I know what to do physically. You know, I know how to do physical fitness and maintain my body in that way. I know what to put in my body. I know much better now, but I know what to put in my body in terms of nutrition and pre-op and post-op. And yet here's still, there's still issues within my body. What am I missing? And so, and so I decided to commit to my uh, spiritual sort of development and which is kind of mindset and also personal growth, but there's a lot, it's really energy work and working on your energy centers, your chakras. And that's what she did with me for about eight, nine months. And I kept getting better and better and better. And after about nine months, she said, okay, you're ready. And I thought, okay, I'm ready for what? Right. And she said, I, I want you to come see me. And I hadn't met her in person yet. She said, I want you to come see me in Santa Fe. So wait, one second. Mm -hmm. Backing up. So when you worked with her for those eight, nine months, that was virtual, over the phone? And it was over what, the phone. That, what were those sessions like? 
It's so interesting. Yeah. So those sessions would be, you know, I'm just over the phone. I mean, she used like a rotary phone and it, we'd get on the phone and we, we talked so minimally. I mean, we, 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 I didn't really give her an update on much of anything. We just kind of connected on the phone. I might give her a couple little updates about my healing process, you know, and then, and then she'd say, okay, I'll call you when I'm done. And then she'd, and then after maybe an hour, hour and 15, hour and 20, sometimes hour and a half, she would call me back. And then we would go over what she called releases. You know, we'd go over different, um, almost like energy blocks, energetic blocks and imbalances that she was releasing throughout my body. Uh, and it was so interesting. And, and, and it was sort of, her name was Noelle. It was, it was sort of her method, her style of doing things. And as I was listening to what she was releasing in my energetic field, which seemed to correlate with how I was feeling physically, I thought, I wonder if I could support my body by adding in, you know, doing specific foods that are supporting the areas where she felt that I had the most imbalances, you know, or the most blocks per se, because that's where she had to do the most quote releases. So that was actually kind of how culinary alchemy birthed was during that time. And I was just sort of experimenting thinking, okay, I know what to eat for my physical body. I know what I need to do to bring my hemoglobin back up. I, but maybe if she's sensing I have imbalances or blocks in these areas, I wonder if I could support that, what she, the work she's doing on me on my end by eating certain foods that support those energy centers. So it was kind of experimental, but I, 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 you know, I really recovered quickly and well, and actually ended up building a whole part of my business that was just con like consulting because I, I couldn't even use the left side of my upper left side of my body for months. And I was, a sh I was a chef. And so it was sort of like, how am I going to support myself? And I realized I knew all this about nutrition that was just sort of packaged into the work I was doing with clients as a private chef and catering. And so I, that opened up my consulting practice and I started to implement a little bit of this alchemy this culinary alchemy with some of my clients who were open and willing to try new things and that became a big part of my practice and you know when she invited me out it took me a few months to actually go there because I was I thought wait you're my healer you're my master healer I can't do what you do uh, it took me a few months uh, to, for her to sort of convince me. And then I just thought, well, what do I have to lose? I'll go out, I'll go out there. And, and I went out to Santa Fe and, and I stayed with her for the weekend. She's like, you know, this 70 year old little lady, she was so cute. And she taught me everything that she did. She taught me everything that she knew. And it was very much her style, but I didn't have any uh, frame of reference. And so I came back a little overwhelmed and I thought I need something a little bit more tangible. I need like a, I need like a manual or something, you know, I need something more tangible. So that's when I decided to study Reiki. And so I took one year for each, um, I guess, uh, mastery um, level. Yeah. Of, of Reiki. So I did Reiki one and then I spent a year doing that. Then I did Reiki two and spent a year doing that. So I spent several years before I kind of went to the mastery level, some people, they'll just do it in weekend, but really it's experience. You have to do the work. You have to practice, you know, on yourself and on other things to really sort of understand your connection and what you're doing. Um, but I found that it really helped me understand 
energy and like the power of energy and how you can really intentionally direct energy to anything and 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 sort of remove blocks or help heal or bring light and and amplify what you're doing in a tangible way and so yes. that's sort of how i connect uh, reiki with my 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 i guess skills or experience when it comes to food food education cooking and nutrition it's really think, that integration and i that's one of the things i love about your platform too and what you do and also just how you show up in the world are cravings your downfall? This is truly typical of anyone trying to lose weight. Let me tell you, willpower is physiologic. Just like Francis discovered, the Keto Green Shake Mix is a tasty and nutritious way to replace a meal while helping you feel full longer and giving you the nourishment, vitamins, minerals, protein, fat that your body needs. So cut your cravings, boost your energy, and improve your overall fitness with the Keto Green Shake Mix. Find Keto Green Shake at dranna.com and use the code SHOW10 to get 10% off your first order risk-free. I want to dig deep, a little deeper into Reiki. Sure. Because, and for our audience, Reiki, R-E-I-K-I, if you haven't heard of it, it's an energy um, assessment and healing uh, practice. Mm -hmm. And Serena will tell us more about it, but I'll just give you some background. You know, as an OBGYN coming out of Emory, I mean, I didn't know anything about Reiki. And I had a patient early on, Dale. Dale came to my office and, and she goes, you know, can I barter with you? I'm like, always open to barter, right? Like really willing to help in any way. And she's like, well, I'll do a Reiki therapy session on you. And so um, when she did this Reiki set, I'm like, I didn't know what to, I really had, I hadn't time to study it. I didn't know what to expect. And, I'm like, okay. yeah. and so one of the things I remember this vividly, she had her hands on my head and she's like, there's just frantic. It's just never stopping. It is just like, yeah. you know, constant, constant, uh, constant thoughts, constant processing. I'm like, doesn't everyone, right? Isn't that normal? And just like, you got to calm way down, calm way down. And so it was really interesting that that's something she picked up on. And truthfully, it was out of my awareness at the time, decades ago, decades ago. Yeah. Then when I went on my healing journey around the world, the doctor, Deborah Shepard, I call her the angel doctor, you know, God sent her. She took over my practice for a year on while well, I did, I had my healing journey. And in that year, um, well, anyway, she had been a Reiki practitioner. And it's so amazing because she was so in line, like, you know, like she, even though she knew that she would be taking over, like she was initially going to come and be my partner, but we had had the trauma in our family and the loss of our son. And I was, mm. you know, not able to practice. And yeah. so yeah. she still came. Yeah. And she took over my practice and yeah. she was just such this amazing um, healer. And I just uh, was at a fundraiser and had in Atlanta and we got together again and connected. And I mean, she just, that just reminds me, she's a, a Reiki master as an OBGYN, y'all. You know what I mean? That is amazing. And yeah. that really helped her being in tune with her you know, with healing. And she said, yeah. it's hard in, in OBGYN practice. You're in, she's in a large group. You get five to 10 minutes with a patient, but yeah. dentally, 
at our table was an invited guest from one of my other guests and uh, her name is Hannah. And I said, well, Deborah Shepard, I said, I said, we'll have these people at the table. And she goes, Dr. Deborah Shepard. She goes, oh my gosh, that's my doctor. And she goes, she saved me. She diagnosed my adrenal burnout and, and Deb's like, you know, you know, it was just really beautiful to, to see that and to see um, how, you know, it's an important energetically being connected allows the intuitive ability that we use in our medical practice or whatever we're doing in life, coaching, consulting, to really connect with the other person. And I think that's a really huge um, skill and gift Mm -hmm. that we should develop more. And I consider the time of our second spring, you know, post-menopause, this time of our second spring, a, um, a calling to really develop your intuition more, develop those giftings more, to become more energy sensitive to those around you. And so I want to dig a little bit more into this aspect and, and then really talk about, you know, some of the, the techniques you use and how that changes, you know, how, how that's changed your life, but how it's changed your clients' lives and what you're doing oh, yeah. now. Yeah, no, absolutely. And thank you for sharing uh, those stories. That's just beautiful. And I'm, I'm so happy to hear that you had the opportunity to experience it, um, you know, yourself, but then also to have been just to work with and just be around someone who can share how, again, as I said earlier, that it can really just enhance and elevate whatever it is that you're already doing, you know, it's just sort of like from a different level. So whether you are a chef or a nutritionist, or you're a doctor, or a nurse, or whatever it is that you do in the sense that's visible, right, to people, adding in this element of energy work, uh, this practice, whether it's Reiki or, you know, there's so many different sort of modalities and things that people do. It just, it just elevates what you're, what you're doing in other aspects of your life. So, and infusing um, into others, right? Because if we're oh, cooking with love, yes, exactly. A meal is, you know, there's a different meal than if we're cooking out of anger and spite, mm-hmm. right? It's a different, it's a different meal. It's a different flavor. And yeah, you know, Y'all try that because it's true. (laughs) It's so, I mean, it's so funny because, you know, and I love that you brought that up as an example. I often do. And and when we say things like love is a secret ingredient, it's not so much cliche, but it's 100% true. And so if you're making a recipe that was handed down to you from your grandma for her apple pie, and you're following it to the T, everything is measured, you've triple checked, and you're doing exactly the way she's written it out. And for some reason, it just doesn't taste the same. It's not because she left something out. It's because there's just an energy that she brought to that in the process that she was making that recipe. And it's her love, her love knowing where that food will land, you know, where it's being delivered to and that is that secret ingredient and it'll taste different it doesn't mean that without it tastes bad it'll just taste different because that's her love that she's putting into that and so and yeah there's a practice that I teach um I teach my community and it's about how you can do that so you know we can talk about Reiki oh let's for, do that let's yeah let's, you want to do that okay. yeah for sure so, 
Because, you know, I'm all about cooking and keto green and, you know, uh, really, you know, again, cooking and, you know, cooking and preparing your foods, eating your foods with gratitude and attitude of gratitude. Yes. Okay. So this is super easy. Um, For those of you who already have a gratitude practice, we're just going to take it like one step further, small step further. For those of you who don't yet have a gratitude practice, you can start anytime. Um, and, and so let's say in the, in the beginning, I don't know when you do your gratitude, uh, I guess, list or, or practice. And I'd start at the beginning of the day. So before I even wake up, this is when I go through my gratitude, my gratitude, um, list, so to speak, and you can journal or you can say it out loud, or you can say it in your head, um, however you do it. And I'm sure for most people, you kind of list a few things. So I'd like you to just pick one thing or two, you know, but you only need to pick one or two. It could be that person that you, that you love or your, or your, or your kids or your fur baby, or maybe grandma, your grandma's apple pie, whatever it is, but pick one thing, tune into how you, how it makes you feel, but then, but I want you to do it and focus your energy and your attention on your love and your gratitude for that person or that thing until you have almost a physiological response to it. You can now smell them. You can smell that person. It feels like they're right next to you. You can feel their warmth, you know, and you can sense their energy and just breathe that in, you know, breathe in that deep, deep feeling of love and of gratitude. And then just like hold that. So now you know how that feels. There is a a mental, emotional, and now physiological connection to that feeling. And we're going to take that feeling. And when we go into the kitchen and you're making your coffee or your tea, or you're maybe you're making lunch for the kids, whatever it is, as you're doing it, just tune back into that feeling and you're, and, and with intention, send that feeling into the food that you're preparing or into the beverage that you're making, knowing that that is now going to go back into your own body or go into the body of the people that you love. So it will make a profound difference. And it sounds almost so too simple. It's so simple, but you're not only putting yourself in your, and and I can be busy in the morning, especially if you have kids, right? But you're taking this moment to shift your physical body from say a sympathetic state to a parasympathetic state so now you know all those good juices in your gut and in your mind you know now they're all flowing and so whatever it is you're putting into your body will now receive differently as well you know you'll get those nutrients and receive them in a way that you wouldn't have if you're kind of pounding that coffee in a stressed state so it's a very simple practice but give it a try and see how things taste, you know, see how you feel from the exact same foods that you would and beverages that you would normally be doing anyway. And that's sort of a very simple practice. I love it. It's watching your physiology shift. You're doing a, a, a feelingization, right? You're really mm-hmm. feeling it. That changes the physiology and with gratitude, love, feeling mm-hmm. that emotion of, of in being in that space increases mm-hmm. oxytocin, yes. decreases cortisol. So you're yes. going to see and feel that physiologic shift. And if you can do that, mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, I, I love this. Like I've, you know, it's a, a discipline and a practice, right? To, yeah. Yeah. to get into that state and bring it to your 
life awareness. in so many yeah. ways. Awareness. Yeah. That's good. And the beautiful thing is, look, we're, we're eating all, maybe not all day long, especially if you're fasting, but you have so many opportunities every single day. And if you forgot to do it with your morning coffee, that's okay. You can do it at lunch. You can get breakfast. You can do it at dinner. You can do it when you take it, you have a snack. You have so many opportunities to just say, okay, I'm just going to sit with this for one moment and connect to that feeling that I had this morning when I thought about the person or thing that I love so much that I could smell it, I could feel it, I could sense it, I could taste it and, and just connect to that and it will profoundly change your life. I love that. Can you give us like an example of someone you've worked with that when they integrated that thought shift? Oh, oh yes. Okay, so I can't name a name because this person's a pretty high profile person, but uh, we do it with meditation and we also, and then we kind of transferred it also to the food that they were eating. So they're in the entertainment industry and that pretty much got shut down as everybody else did during COVID. So during 2020 and, um, and it's, I would say it was a pretty stressful thing for most people. And that, that industry continues to sort of have its struggles, um, obviously in terms of filming and movie releases and all of that. And they actually worked themselves up into a place where they're, they, were quite ill, not with COVID, but with uh, something that was sort of pre-existing from decades ago that with stress and inflammation, uh, they, they brought it into their present uh, space as a, kind of a serious um, condition. And really all we did, we shifted a couple things in the diet, but really all we did was implement some meditation and that mindfulness, that connecting the heart, connecting your energy with divine energy, which is really kind of what Reiki does. And, and then taking the opportunity, taking that opportunity for when you, when you're putting something back into your body, whether it's just water, you know, or uh, they drink my just add water every day, or so it was easy to say every day that you're drinking just add water, this is when you do it. So they don't have to think about any other moment in the day. And just sitting with that feeling of love and gratitude. And, and I mean, it, it only took um, maybe about two and a half, three weeks that we really started to feel a shift. And this is someone that sort of operates in very high beta you know, and has been in a very high beta state. So for those so meaning know, high stress, stress high level. High stress. Yeah. yeah. So high stress, uh, constantly anxious, constantly uh, just there's just fire in their mind, you know, and every day there's a fire and kind of uh, kind of thinks that there's always going to be a problem. So then a problem is created. So this is just how this person has functioned. And then COVID happened. So imagine if this, if this person functions like that pre-COVID, um, COVID really knocked them on their feet. So just, and we really only started this practice because I don't want to say they were resistant to it. It just wasn't something that they were open to and could connect with. And because they were in such a stress, constantly high beta state, definitely didn't have time for it. Then COVID happened. So it was sort of like, okay, I have time for this now and I'll try anything to not be in the state. So we finally tried it and, uh, and it's completely shifted them, completely shifted them. And, and I would say that by shifting their state and shifting their bodies and their mind and the chemical makeup of their body, uh, not only have they been healthier than they've ever been, um, but now that things are opening back up, there's a lot that's happening in their professional career as well that 
has been very fruitful. So it's a beautiful thing in so many ways. Yeah, no, that is so beautiful. And I love hearing that. I love hearing stories like that, too. And I think that we are energetic beings. And so this is where I am an Emory University trained. I am classically trained OBGYN, right? But because of what I've been through in my life, and plus, I grew up with a very intuitive mom who had like Mm. ESP and just amazing um, ability to predict things, right? So, Mm. you know, that was normal for me, right? So I've learned you know, from her intuitiveness, like there's more than what we can touch and see. And you have to trust that feeling and, yeah. and how we're in control of how we feel. Oh, yeah. that, that's so powerful. Like we are the, I was telling my clients, you are the only one who can upset yourself. You're like, oh no, my husband can really piss me off. I'm like, no, you choose how to react and it's how you bring to it. But let me tell you when you're stressed and I get where your client was coming from as I've been there, it's like, yes, like I I just can't do one more thing. There's no way you're in this negative energy spiral and it's really hard. So it becomes that constant discipline and where it becomes a walk Like every time you take a step or like you said, when you're drinking, you're just add water, when you're you know, incorporating something when you hear the water flow or, Mm -hmm. you know, you sit in bed before you sit in bed for the night before you eat, saying the Mm -hmm. practice of grace and gratitude Mm -hmm. before meals, all of these little triggers shift your physiology. And until I did that from my trauma, Mm -hmm. I was, I was in a deadly spiral. I was in a deadly spiral. And when you magnetize this positive energy, right, when you're doing these mindset shifts, mm-hmm. prosperity manifest. And, and you also 100%. lead people into this, you know, financial prosperity. And, it, and that's yeah. so important right now, because people are losing their jobs or mm-hmm. not, you know, at home in their bodies and yes. feeling the financial stresses. And yeah. I want you to, I would love for you, Serena, to mm-hmm. give our audience some um, another that was, that's a huge tip, like the you know, bringing this energy into our daily uh, mindset and, and into our day in general, mm-hmm. it's a powerful, trans- it's a, creates powerful transitions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are powerful be- beings. We just forget. You know, I, I, I talk a lot and I think more recently I've been uh, more vocal about it. It's just this reverence uh, that we've, we've forgotten to have reverence for our bodies and for ourselves. You know, we get so we get so obsessed with these, you know, our our devices and technology and we think that these devices are just and don't get me wrong, our our devices are pretty convenient. You know, and it's pretty it's pretty incredible what we're able to do with them now. But our bodies, we our bodies are actually the most complex, intricate, complicated machines and we forget that you know, we forget how our bodies adjust and function and heal and roll with everything that happens. And we forget how incredible we are. So we, we get, we, we put our power in the external when really our power comes from within, you know, our power, we're, we are incredibly powerful beings and we forget. So sometimes we need those little reminders and taking that moment of gratitude and grace is a, is a reminder um and also well let's go back to what was your original question again because i was going to teach something and then i thought let me make sure i answer her question first oh yeah no go ahead i mean that was about teaching that mindset for you know prosperity 
Yeah. Uh, okay. So here's another little super easy tip that you can do. And it's the power of affirmations and thoughts, you know, and mantras, for example. And you don't have to sit in this meditative state, you know, to go through mantras. I go through them when I brush my teeth. I do mantras when I'm in the shower because look, you're already going to brush your teeth and you're already going to take a shower. So <laughs> it's, it's what I call just I stack. It's like your self-care stack. And so when you are doing your two minutes of, of brushing your teeth or you're in the shower, instead of thinking about your schedule and all the things you need to do and the phone call you didn't make yesterday that you've got to make today and the emails that you didn't get back to and all the things, right? Instead of thinking about those things, think empowered thoughts. Because that's, I mean, that's what I do. And it's, it, it'll, again, profoundly shift your life. You, instead of thinking that, think I am powerful. I am powerful. I am productive. I am this. I'm that. All the things that either you know that you are or that you want to be. You know, if you have an important meaning that day, then you tell yourself empowering thoughts. You know, I am, you have a, you have a presentation. I am articulate. You know, I am likable. I am beautiful. I am I show up with love, right? You show up with love. I mean, anything just, but that's what you're going through. And you're telling yourself every single time you brush your teeth, every single time you take a shower. And that is how you're starting your day. And you're starting your day in this grounded, powerful place. So you're drawing in that energy. You don't need to go searching for that energy. You're just reconnecting with source. You're just connecting back to this powerful energy that connects all of us. And you're drawing that in. And then you're also rewiring your brain because now every single time you go get in the shower, get in the water, go brush your teeth, like it'll just click on and you'll start to think these very empowering thoughts. And this is how you want to start your day. It's again, super simple practice. It is almost so easy. You think it won't work and it will profoundly shift your life. And, and this is how you energy. kind of call it in. Mm-hmm. Positive Shifting energy, thoughts. positive energy. And it's more than, it's more than like, um, I would say it's not, it's not woo woo science, right? There's hard science mm-hmm. behind this now. And again, we 100%. are energetic beings and negative mm-hmm. thoughts have a different energy than positive thoughts. Mm-hmm. So incorporating these positive thoughts, especially as women, we always have like, seem to have this bitch on, you know, say, get that nasty bitch off your shoulder. Well, you know, because the negative, um, thoughts that can come into our practice just can't be allowed there. They can't be allowed there. And th- th- bad things happen, right, in our lives, and trauma, traumatic things happen. So it's not dismissing that or lessening those things or the people that we've loved and honored in our lives, but it is shifting the energy so that we can be fully in our purpose, fully passionate, fully connected, fully contributing Mm -hmm. in in life that we are showing up fully. We are showing up as our best selves, as we were designed um, and constructed to be. And so I think, and every step in our life has shaped us in one way or another and has contributed to who we, you know, to who we are today. And this energy work is really powerful. What's interesting is that I just um, made a, a realization that way back when in 2006, when we were on our healing journey around the world, mm-hmm. I, I consulted a Native American shaman. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was like, I just wanted to die every day at that time. Mm-hmm. And, and so I can, I'd been referred to, uh, her name is Maria, and she is a Native American shaman. I was in Colorado at the time, and she was in, um, New York City, actually. She was in New York or somewhere in New York. 
And so it was very interesting because I can hear your adrenal screaming from here. She said, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, very interesting. Uh -huh. And, and then she other, the other thing she said, because energetically she could tell that I was high sugar and high acid. Mm -hmm. And that I mean, it's so true. When you're under stress, cortisol is acidifying to your body. It also spikes your glucose. Plus, you're going to have glucose cravings, carb yeah. cravings. And, um, and that certainly was what I was doing. And she goes, I hardly ever don't see cancer in, a, in, in someone in your condition at this point. I mean, that's stress, right? right. But I will tell you, my connection that I just made today and, and adding in our food alchemy is that that sugar, as sugar and acid is the exact opposite of my plan, keto green, keto mm -hmm. alkaline, right? It's eliminating the sugar and getting mm -hmm. alkaline. So mm -hmm. like, you know, um, every, every step we learn from it. And we our journeys often, are, are designed that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty powerful. It's so cool. beautiful that you kind of like made that, it just had that full circle realization, you know, I mean, sometimes when you're in it, right? Like when you're in a painful situation and it, none of it makes sense and it, you can't see, you can't see the other side of it. And you know, I usually don't ask myself, I usually don't ask why it was almost like a pact that I made with myself when my daddy was sick, but I would never ask why, because it's just like, it's a question that can never be answered. And it just keeps you on the sort of hamster wheel. But sometimes that does happen, you know, you kind of get into the why. And, and I just, and what I believe is that every part of our journey not only is meant for us, but it's an opportunity to learn, and then to teach. You know, so when you're kind of in it and it and and it's really it's really easy to kind of fall into this uh, victim mentality when something very painful or is you're going through something painful and it literally doesn't make any sense um, to try and look right, look past it. And even if you can't see anything, just to know that in I like this for whatever reason is happening for me to learn something and I'm going to teach that I'm going to turn around and teach this learning to someone else you know, so that someone else can benefit from my experience. And I think that when you're looking at it from that way, look at what you created, you know, from, from, from high sugar, high acid, you've created, you know, keto alkaline, and it only makes so much sense. And yet, had you not been in that state of suffering and pain, and in that part of your journey, you may never have created this that is now helping thousands, if not hundreds of thousands and millions of people. You know, so there's always some sense of purpose. Um, and it's, it's the rub, right, Serena? Because yeah. we never want to go through that. We never want anyone no. to go through that. And, you know, in the Bible, it, there's a verse that always stuck with me. It was really hard to read for a long time. But it's that um, um, all things work for good for those who love him. And really mm -hmm. all things work for good. Mm -hmm. Not all things are good. Not no, all things yeah. are good at yeah. all, at okay. all. But like, you know, is it, did it, um, um, you know, was there a reason for this or do we create a reason from this? Do we create a person, a, a purpose from this? And when we're connected to source, when we're shifting our physiology, when we are serving others and contributing mm -hmm. outside of ourselves to other people, you know, mm -hmm. Who we love, we care about, we don't even know, right? We're just serving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That that shift, that shift is 
I mean, that's what living is about. Yes. Living is giving, you know, it's having like that, that impact, having that impact on, on others and, and just remembering that we're all in this together. You know, we rise together, we go through the ebbs and flows together. And, and I think it's so beautiful what you're doing here, not just um, clearly as a physician, but with and your products and your books, but also with this podcast and and sharing stories that help to elevate the people in your community. And so um, I just want to say thank you for what it is that you do in oh, that eff effort to like impact and give to to your um, to your audience. Well, likewise, likewise, you are attracting millions towards you, and I know you'll continue to just soar. And it just feels calming and relaxing to be with you here today oh, on the girlfriend hey, doctor yay. show it really is it's just a yay. beautiful beautiful time beautiful episode now, will you share with our audience how they can learn more about you and tap into your resources uh, yes thank you so much for asking um i'm on i well, i think it's the same on every one of our uh, uh social platforms uh but i'm mostly on instagram and that's chef serena poon and then you can also always go to my website and that's serenaloves.com so those are the two primary places that you can find all things that i do which is pretty awesome chef serena poon and also your um podcast your tv show yes yes so i have a streaming live streaming show that i do on instagram and and then we kind of repurpose episodes everywhere, but uh, it's just it's just on Chef Serena Poon and Dr. Anna is going to come on and very excited uh, to share your story with my community. So you guys will definitely have to have to catch that episode, but it's a lot of fun and people and people seem to really enjoy uh, everything that we talk about on the show. I thank you for being here with me today, and I thank you for all the work you're doing. Well, I tell our audience, definitely check out Chef Serena Poon at Instagram and her website, Serena Loves. And you guys, I want to hear your questions. I want you to start doing this practice of really bringing love mm -hmm. into your morning drink your morning beverage into your coffee into your and your positive affirmations into mm -hmm. your tooth brushing and yeah to really yeah bring that you know bring this practice in and it's like you know serena kind of planted a seed for me to just say okay in the shower i need to i need to like you know spend longer time in the shower and do <laughs> i need to really do that nourishing uh activity mentally as well as physically and so yeah, so that's really beautiful. Thank you, Serena, for that. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me and just allowing me to share space here and um, sharing my story. And I, it was so much fun. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. And for our audience, you guys, see us on video at my YouTube channel at The Girlfriend Doctor. And be sure to subscribe and get notifications. You can put in comments there. And you know this podcast, share it everywhere you listen. Podcast Addict, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We are everywhere. And I look forward to connecting you. I love being your girlfriend doctor. So bye till next time. Thank you.